The NXT Women's Division seems to be undergoing rapid change. Tegan Knox, Shotzi Blackheart, and Tony Storm are off to the main roster, elevating a new set of competitors for the Women's Division. Everyone seems to be staking their claim. I'm Ryan Joy, and I run MinutesToBellTime.com, a website and database tracking pro wrestling from around the world. On today's show, we're talking about the changing landscape of NXT's women's division. Who's stepping up, who's changing direction, and who do we think might be NXT's next diamond in the rough? We have headlines in the last 24 hours, John Smith is in the house, and this is the Daily Wrestling News Show for July 14, 2021, where we sort through all the bullshit in wrestling news to find you the truth. All right, John, welcome to the show this morning. Thanks for having me, as always, man. Still recovering from Al's great wedding on on Sunday. (laughs) I ate way too many lamb chops and had a little too many Coronas, but we're here and we're rolling, talking wrestling. All right, perfect. And the theme for the first half of today's show is the NXT Women's Division. We have Tony Storm, Shotzi Blackheart, Tegan Knox. They're gone. They're all going to the main roster. Best of luck, best wishes, storylines be damned. They're gone. Tony Storm's name going to be Tony or Storm? Oh, my gosh. I guess they can't do Storm because of Marvel, so maybe her name's going to be Tony. Yeah, they have to do Tony because of Tony time. Oh, yeah, and T or (laughs) T-Storm. Okay, so that happened. That opened, seemingly, it's three names, but Tegan Knox has been gone forever. So it really isn't, it's really two names. But it seemed to make the entire NXT women's division just stand up and they're all changing what they're doing. They're all shifting directions. Raquel Gonzalez didn't have a match last night, but she was ringside with Dakota Kai for her match. And right after the match, Zia Lee comes to the ring and she's like, I want to wrestle for the championship, give me my match. And they do, and it's next week. So now you have Zia Lee, who was on the rise, and I think we all had her pegged for a takeover or something down the road, but now it's next week. Ever since Raquel won it, I had Zia Lee pegged as the one to take it from her. I feel like it's too soon, though, and I don't know if they would do it so close to the, the pay-per-view that just ended. Like, why wouldn't they have done it there? It's odd to me that this is happening already, but I'm ready for it. I hope Zia Lee wins, but um, either way, it'll, it'll be a good match. Are you going to pick Zia Lee for this? Ugh, I, I can't believe it's next week. That's It's tough. I'm probably going to have to go with Raquel, but, I mean, Zia Lee seemed unstoppable ever since the Tian Sha thing started. Yeah, exactly. So. So we just had Great American Bash. That was last week. Then this week we had Karen Cross versus Johnny Gargano. And then logically they have to do a women's championship match next, Raquel versus Zia Lee. I agree. It feels like Zia Lee was going to be a real top contender a couple of months from now. But trigger pull. So Zia Lee, she's main event right now. Next. It week. also seems like they're calling a lot of audibles right now, though. So maybe they're moving it up maybe Raquel is going to end up being called up in the draft or something and they got to get the title off of her who knows I mean I'd like to see that as long as it's Zia Lee as long as it's somebody that deserves it like her or Dakota Kai but I don't think they would move that fast with that but the other thing that's that's cool about this Zia Lee has not had very many matches of any length her matches are usually one two three moves and game over she kicks somebody in the face and ends the match 
in a title match, you would expect it to go get a 15-minute segment. Yeah, Mercedes, she went pretty long with Mercedes Martinez, and then she's comparable to Raquel Gonzalez. It should be a long match, but they might also work off of her knocking the hell out of Mercedes yep. Martinez and just turn her into a one-hit killing machine type thing. The stories continue because there was three matches last night on NXT that surrounded the women's division, but there was a whole lot of storyline going on. And the Robert Stone brand, that's Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea, they had a match last night against Casey Cadenzaro and Caden Carter. Casey and Caden got the win there, but the story came afterwards when Aaliyah beat the crap out of Robert Stone. And I guess she is no longer part of the brand. Yeah, rare face turn. You don't normally see yeah. face turns like that. You usually beat the crap out of somebody or earns you the heel status. When you're beating up Robert Stone, that makes you the face. I was impressed by the reaction she got, too. The NXT crowd really got behind her during that beatdown of Robert Stone. I wasn't aware that Robert Stone was that much disliked. <laughs> yeah, I think she'll do real good as a face, though. Just the way she... Her little mannerisms afterwards were not anything that she acted like before. It was more face-like, and it just, it, it seems to work for her. So She felt very excited. And then after that, segment not over, Frankie Monet comes out. So now you have Frankie Monet, who appears to have taken over leadership of the Robert Stone brand. She's walking in front now. So Frankie and Jesse and then Robert Stone... I guess he'll be like, I don't know what he'll be doing, but he'll be in the background making sure their flights get booked or whatever. And she called themselves the brand. I don't know if that's going to be what they're called, but she said the brand is looking different or the brand has changed or something like that. You know, I think that's that might be what they're called. And I think Mandy Rose might end up as part of it too. Yes, Mandy Rose. Another women's division story that came up on NXT last night and started in the Sare versus Gigi Dolan match, which by itself is a story because Gigi Dolan is making her singles debut and showing out and here's my character and everything. She had a promo and they did an exclusive and everything. So Gigi Dolan getting positioned, ready for her big move. And Gigi lost her match to Sare, but partway through the match, Mandy Rose randomly appears on screen and we're like, everybody's like, why is Mandy Rose here? She's in a tag team with Dana Brooke that's actually in tag title contention on the main roster. What's going on there? PW Insider reported this morning that they've got an update. She is no longer an active member of the Raw roster. Mandy Rose, there you go. I especially love this because I think it means that we're not going to be seeing much of Dana Brooke on our televisions anymore. I think Dana Brooke will be relegated toward the bottom end of the women's division in whichever brand she ends up on. It wasn't real clear what Mandy Rose was doing out there for the Sare match. And then she had that little interaction with Frankie Monet in the back. She went on Twitter and wrote, I'm back, indicating that she's back on NXT. So another weird shift in the women's division. You know, I don't really remember much of her in NXT, if at all. I can't, like, maybe something would refresh my memory, but I think she either didn't do anything significant there or didn't spend much time there at all because I can't remember a thing. And I've been watching a while now. I, I don't think she ever did much significant. She was there, and then she came up as part of Absolution. And as I, and that when that happened, I remember it being rapid. Her and Sonya and Paige, they all just debuted real quickly. Not Paige. She'd been around forever, but right. the other two. 
So you have that. You also have Ember Moon on the roster who lost to Dakota Kai, but she had a great uh, match with Raquel a few weeks ago. That was a big surprise to me, actually. I thought since she lost her tag partner, they were going to let her get off on the right foot. But its I've been saying it for a while now. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. It's, she's there to enhance other talent now. It's crazy. And it was, and Dakota got a good win. That was a long match. It was like 13-minute match. So Absolutely. another... So you have all these stories going, plus you have a good match between Dakota and Ember Moon to kick off the show for the women's division. And then you still got Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell. Indy Hartwell has her story with Dexter Loomis and everything that's going on there, and Candice LeRae trying to make sure she's in the middle of it. And it's also weird, speaking of Candice LeRae, how Tegan Knox got the call up last week, and now we don't get the payoff of the angle of Tegan costing her the tag titles and everything that happened before where Candace took her out. Like we don't get the payoff of any of that, which I find very shocking. We watched that battery charge for weeks. It charged up. She came out, she beat up Candace and then she went to the main roster. I guess she was putting the period at the end of the sentence was like, I get, I'm getting my revenge by beating you up here. And then we're moving on. Yeah. Maybe once the way gets called up to the main roster, they'll start their, the Candace Teigen thing. <laughs> and maybe the, the thing that kicked this whole thing off was Zoe Stark and Io Shirai winning the tag titles because Zoe Stark, not necessarily a brand new face, but she's on the newer end of the people that have been coming in and she's kickstarted now. So you've got <laughs> Zoe Stark, Gigi Dolan, Frankie Monet, all these people that are on the newer set. And then you've got restarts for Aaliyah and Jesse Kamea and Mandy Rose. It's the women's division version of the breakouts tournament, just in a different way. They're just, they're shaking it up. They're giving us something new. Yeah. And I said this show or EWP or something that if WWE decided that they were going to call up the entire women's division, there was enough people in the back that they could, they could easily repopulate it. And I think that that's what we're seeing here. <laughs> it's like they didn't pull up the entire division, but they pulled out a key, few key members and they're looking to see of that lair who's going to stick. And yeah, they still got, uh, what's her name, B-Fab from Hit Row. She still hasn't had yes. a match yet. She's probably pretty good. I don't think they would have put her in the group if she wasn't. So I'm looking forward to seeing And Mercedes Martinez. So they're pretty deep off of that one brand. So I think John... I put in the uh, the intro, who do we think is the diamond in the rough? Of all these new faces, or like you got even like your Aaliyahs and your Jesse Kamea, who's like the person that's going to surprisingly stand out? Any thoughts on that? That's pretty tough. I don't think it's Saray. I think they're going to try with her, but I don't think she's going to stick like EO or Asuka did. I think it's going to be uh, Frankie Monet coming out of all this looking the best because you know, she's going to be the leader of this new group that's like all female uh, except for Robert Stone. That makes it like one half a male in there. But I think it's all centered around her and I think she's going to run with it because I've seen what she could do with Impact and I think she can take it to the next level over there. And it's fun that you said that because I've been looking at Jesse Kamea and saying this person, she's really tall. She's built sort of like that Raquel build, maybe not quite as toned or whatever, but she's really big and athletic. So now her paired with Frankie Monet, they're off to the races. That could be a, an actual formidable 
stable, which is not something we've said about the Robert Stone brand maybe ever. So, Yeah, it's tough with Kamea, though, because we just got Raquel and Mercedes in the past couple of years, and then we have Kamea coming right after that. It's okay, we already got two tall girls. And it's, you know, not usually how it goes, or it just keeps going tall girl, tall girl. The previous tall girls get called up, and then she's the tall girl. <laughs> All right, we have a bunch of other stuff to talk about. Headlines, we got some John Cena update. We've got Dynamite coming up tonight. We're going to talk about that in the second half of the show. Stick with us. That's coming up right after this commercial break. If you love the Daily Wrestling News Show, then I want to tell you how you can support us. First, check out BodySlamClothes.com. You can get a variety of shirts for just $20, and all of them come in the super soft style, and the price you see includes all sizes and shipping. Get 10% off two or more shirts with the promo code SHIRTS10. Go to BodySlamClothes.com right now to check it out. And join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Monday nights for the Primetime Rundown. They take you through the world of sports, and the show kicks off each Monday at 7 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And each Tuesday, Al Carl hosts the Essential Wrestling Podcast alongside John Smith, myself, John DeCani, and Gary Mahaffey. It's another week of updates and highlights in the world of wrestling. Here are analysis on who we think is going to win the week's matches. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And Pro Wrestling Pick'em. It's a place where you can join or host a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account and join a league now at ProWrestlingPick'em.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. And the Body Slam Brigade newsletter, currently going out to over 4,200 people each Friday. It consolidates all the top stories in professional wrestling into a quick-to-read email written by me for you for free. Sign up now at BodySlamBrigade.com. And of course, this show, the Daily Wrestling News Show. We're here every day, Monday through Thursday, and occasionally on Friday. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or watch us live on Facebook and YouTube at 10 a.m. This is the Daily Wrestling News Show, and we thank you for your support. And we're back. Commercial over headline section of the show. And John, let's kick things off with Matt Riddle. He got a happy update in the last 24 hours as Samantha Tavel dropped her lawsuit, which Riddle had been the center of this uh, sexual harassment lawsuit. I guess it maybe even went a little further than that. Maybe even verging on rape were the accusations. And it's been dropped. I don't know if they settled out of court. I don't know what happened there, but she has dropped the lawsuit. So I guess Riddle charged with nothing here. So I guess he is free and clear. Uh, scandal over. It's, uh, I guess, good to hear. He's. I, I enjoy his wrestling, so I'm glad that he's sticking around. I don't know what else to say about this because it's a touchy subject. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't really know the ins and outs of the situation. Nobody does except the two of them. So it's hard for us to comment, but... At least we know what Riddle's future looks like in the sense that he's not going to be dealing with this lawsuit. It's not going to be hanging over his head. Yeah, but he, what is going to be hanging over his head, the money in the bank briefcase, and he's going mm. to grab it this Sunday. That's, he's your pick, right? He is your pick. He is my pick, and I, I still have this pipe dream that Randy Orton somehow wins the title at SummerSlam, and then the two of them have a nice little dynamic going on between the two of them as briefcase holder and champion. We do have another update in the World Championship SummerSlam picture perhaps john cena update from fightful this morning is that john cena is scheduled to appear 
on WWE programming sometime in the next 11 days with the working plan being the 723 episode of SmackDown. And that's coming from Fightful, and it could they even mentioned in there that it could be even sooner than that. So uh, apparently their sources are telling them John Cena's coming around. And if he appears on SmackDown, he's probably going to be positioned against Roman Reigns, I would think. But so maybe your Randy Orton hopes are still available if Randy Orton is to get Bobby Lashley at SummerSlam. Yeah, that's the way I'm thinking. And is is the John Cena thing, is he like going to be promoting anything? Or is it just like him appearing on WWE? Like, Does he have another movie coming out? He's always going to be filming something. In fact, they just announced that he's starting filming on something else. And I can't remember what it was. It was a series, I believe. But... At the the same people that reported that had reached out to him and said it was actually the observer reached out to him and they found out that it was not going to impact any John Cena plans for SummerSlam. So that I think it's pretty well confirmed John Cena will be at SummerSlam and it also appears that he'll be on SmackDown. I guess you can put all the things together. It'll probably be Cena and Roman. Yeah, fingers crossed because I'd like to see that match. I also think Roman wins that match, but I still like to see it. I think Roman's beating any one of the many celebrities that could come in. The Cena's, the Goldberg's, uh, even the Lesnar. Even the Rock, I think he they would have him beat the Rock, too. I absolutely think so. <laughs> <laughs> so John Cena coming back, that's one update there. I have Big E, by the way, winning the Money in the Bank, and I think it's still centered around Bobby Lashley. I think Big E's going to have to defend the honor of the fallen New Day <laughs> after Bobby Lashley murders them. That's what he mentioned on Monday. So Big E then is on Raw and reunited with the New Day as the champ. I think so. I think so. But you don't think it happens at the pay-per-view, right? You don't think he cashes in right away? I don't think so. I don't think so, unless it's unless it's right after the Kofi match. It all depends on how they how they line things up. But I, I think we're about to see a major shift in WWE programming. At least I hope so, because... It does feel like watching reruns a lot, but I think it, they're on the verge of a major shift, and we'll see what that means. Well, they do have the draft coming up right after SummerSlam, right? Yeah, I've heard a bunch of stuff, whether that's moved to October or I'm not oh. sure at this point. But oh, okay. in any case, we got all these returns that are scheduled. You know, Becky Lynch, maybe she'll beat Roman Reigns. I don't know. The, uh, the NWA held a press conference yesterday from the Chase Hotel in St. Louis to announce the Women's Invitational. It's not just to announce that. I guess they, they are doing a press conference there because they have two pay-per-views coming up from that hotel. But they announced the Women's Invitational, which is going to take place on Empower pay-per-view that's the all women's show in august the winner of that will get a women's title opportunity at the nwa 73rd anniversary show which is the next day fun i guess i'm starting to see some of that come together yeah finally getting a card together for it i like it yeah okay so on nxt from last night there's a couple of other newsworthy items first and foremost carrying cross retained the championship and attacked Samoa Joe afterwards. Samoa Joe, for all we've heard for all this time, had not been cleared to compete, but he didn't take a bump. He didn't take a suplex or anything, but he got chokehold and he went down to the mat. So I'm not sure what this means, but God, we must be getting a Samoa Joe match. They must be confident he's getting clear. How do you even get your arm around that fat ass neck of his? It's not even a <laughs> neck. It's a chin into his, <laughs> into his <laughs> like ribs. 
But, oh, my God, I can't wait to see Cross versus Joe. And you know what? Joe started it because Joe ripped him off of Johnny in, in, on a four count when yeah. he was counting him one, two, three, four, five against the ropes. So, Karrion was just defending himself. <laughs> yeah, no, I tend to agree that whenever you have the special guest referee, they're going to get physical, and it's always in this kind of gray area where a regular referee would be going for a DQ, but the, the special guest referee, somebody especially like Samoa Joe, is going to get physically involved and move people. So, Right. Yeah, let's see. What else do we have? I got a report coming in right now. So talk about the Bronson Reed situation here for a second, John, while I read this report. Yeah, Adam Cole came out and cut another awesome promo like he always does and saying that nobody wants to – have stepped to him or whatever, and Bronson Reed comes out, who we thought would lost his title so he could get moved to Raw or SmackDown. He comes out, and it looks like he'll probably end up getting the rub from Cole before he moves on up. It seems. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking, too. They, they've had him drop that title, so I still feel like he's going to the main roster. And they had him drop it to Swerve, which was probably always going to be the plan with that new hit row faction, but now he's got a program with Adam Cole to get him good and ready for the main roster. Yeah, I just hope it doesn't mean, oh, he beats Adam Cole, so then he's going to be the one that beats Karrion Cross. That would boil my <laughs> blood. Oh, my God. Because it would be like, it would actually be pretty full circle because Karrion Cross's first match was a complete and utter squash against Bronson Reed. Bronson Reed, yep. And yep. then he was, Reed was injured from it. And when he came back, we had a decent match against Cross. It still it would be good long term storytelling. I just, you know how I feel about Bronson Reed. So it would make I me do. sick. The report that just came in, Wrestle Votes, which is an account on Twitter. I don't know who's behind it, but they are, they do report news and they are often accurate. And they have reported that it, the speculation, the heavy speculation is that the Aaliyah and Mandy Rose situation is a trade and that Aaliyah will likely be going to Raw. Heavy speculation right now that Aaliyah is going to Raw. I wouldn't be opposed to Aaliyah going to the main rosters. Just fresh faces, new places. Like, yeah, we've seen a lot of Mandy Rose. We haven't seen her in this capacity. So it's it's still fresh, even though we're used to seeing her almost yeah. every week. And Aaliyah hasn't been getting as much exposure, but it will be nice to see her elsewhere. Yeah, apparently it's said here in this report, which this is actually from Fightful, that Aaliyah made a good impression on officials during their scouting trips, which we know was happened a few weeks ago where they sent the Regals and Bruce Pritchard and even the big dog himself, Vince McMahon, went down there. So must be Aaliyah did some stuff. And the other thing is that the crowd was chanting, you deserve it. And it must it might have been an aware crowd. So maybe Aaliyah is, in fact, going to, to Raw. Well, I think they were chanting to Robert Stone that he deserved the beatdown. That's the way I took it. <laughs> I'll to be take honest that with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll take that too. The other news coming this morning, PW Insider reporting that the Olympics are bumping NXT on July 27th. That's from a little bit of reading between the lines that they did from some Olympics announcement. They reached out to WWE and WWE confirmed that the NXT show is moving that week, but they are not moving from their time slot. They will be Tuesday at 8 p.m. They'll just be on Sci-Fi that week. So, Oh, yeah. Back, are they going to put the ECW label on it? <laughs> I hope so. ECW NXT version hosted by Paul Heyman. 
That'd be sick. Why not do that? That would be a good ratings driver. Oh, we're on sci-fi for the first time since ECW. Let's do a hardcore show. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I hope they're watching. All right. The other piece of news regarding AEW this time is that Dynamite Grand Slam pre-sale tickets go on sale today. Grand Slam is the New York market. It is from uh, Arthur Ashe. Arthur Ashe. There you go. So this is a big show, and we don't have any big announcement matches or appearances yet, but this is going to be a really big show. It's their biggest attempt at a crowd. I believe the stadium is going to be set up for 14,000 people, so... Nice. We'll see how they do on the pre-sale. Yeah. And regarding AEW, we do have their lineup for tonight, John. Sammy Guevara versus Wheeler Yuta added to tonight's episode. Uh, I think this is just Sammy getting a win back from a couple weeks ago after his main event. Yeah, but what I, from what you told me uh, earlier, I, uh, it's going to be a good match. I look forward to it. Yeah, Wheeler Yuta, there's nothing wrong with Wheeler Yuta. He's a great wrestler. I've seen him wrestle on Ring of Honor and New Japan everywhere. And he is going to be he's going to have a good match with Sammy Guevara, but this is going to be Sammy's match to win. I think that's what it comes down to. Now we have two title matches tonight, John. We have John Moxley versus Carl Anderson, and we have Brian Cage versus Ricky Starks. Anybody losing their titles? No, I like Brian Cage to win. And what was the other match? What was the other title match? John Moxley and Carl Anderson. Oh, yeah. No, I don't. Uh, yeah, Moxley's taking that one. I think that that's a gimme. I, I could see Ricky Starks beating Cage somehow, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, and I've been waffling on the Cage and Starks thing. I picked Starks. I, I, he's, I, I've gone on publicly said that Ricky Starks is going to win and the Cage will get kicked out. But I could also see Brian Cage sticking around to Team Taz and Ricky Starks losing this and going out on his own. He doesn't need a spokesperson. Ricky Starks can talk better than any, almost anybody. So what do you think? That if they have Cage lose somehow and like maybe everybody turned on him and then he's a face afterwards? That's what I was originally thinking. I th- yeah. Because I believe this is a, in my estimation, I know they're talking about we're going to have this match and then the brothers fight and we'll all be good afterwards. I, okay. But I think this is a lever, loser leaves Team Taz match is what I think it is. Yeah, that's not how the how Taz is billing it. He's billing it just the opposite. This is going to put the flames out, but yeah, it right. doesn't seem... Brothers fight. Yeah. So Saturday, September 11th, there's going to be a super show in Washington, D.C. I just got that email alert from WWE. So super show just means it's a house show. So they're making the return on September 11th to the nation's capital. Interesting idea because September 11th, obviously, a, a, a day in American history. So to go to the... United States Capitol on that day makes a lot of sense. Yeah. All right, John, any words of advice for the people? I do have one word of advice. When using shoe polish, make sure you don't get it on your fingernails. Because when I was polishing the shoes that I rented for the wedding this weekend, I didn't realize I got any on my fingernails. And then I went about my day. And then after I got out of the shower and I was drying off, the tips of my fingers, they looked like they were blue. Like I thought I was having a heart attack because I thought that I was like getting no oxygen to the tips of my left fingers. And it just (laughs) turned out that it was shoe polish. That was just so faintly on there. It just looked blue, not black. It was like, 
Oh my God. I literally freaked out for 30 seconds. Oh my God. Am I having a heart attack? What is going on with me right now? Oh wait, no, that's polish. Cause then it was like, I saw the corners on my cuticles where it was like black on oh, the yeah. cuticles. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Now I don't have gangrene. I know that. So All right. well. what a moron. And also the, the Cameron Grimes stuff with LA Knight yesterday oh, yeah. was freaking awesome. I just wanted to say that before we went off air. No, you're absolutely right. I actually had a note on that. We should mention that next week we have the women's title match that we talked about. It was Aya Lee versus Raquel Gonzalez. Also Bobby Fish and Kazushita versus Roderick Strong and Tyler Rust. And I do hope that we continue the vignettes of Cameron Grimes trying to be LA Knight's butler. John, I feel like I, I want to get your opinion on this. I think we're headed to a tag team. I think these two are going to get on the same page and they're going to be their best buds. You know what? It, it could be that way with DiBiase as their manager. <laughs> but it could happen eventually. I like the whole, like, I'm too rich to be a butler. I'll just have, I'll delegate. I like that aspect of it. But yeah, no, Grimes seemed to enjoy himself a little too much, which I wasn't expecting. And I like that dynamic. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. With that being said, John, I think we've covered everything in the world of wrestling. Did we leave anything out? Not that I could think of. All right. For John, I'm Ryan, and we'll see everybody tomorrow.